Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 41 of The Informed Catholic, episode 41 of 2021, which is like the third season, but that doesn't really matter. So we're going to do the readings for Wednesday, uh, which is the fourth week of Ordinary Time. So let's begin with the act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary of a Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Kiri elision. Kiri elision. Kiri elision. Christe elision. Christe elision. Christe elision. Kiri elision. Kiri elision. Kiri elision. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, before I begin the readings, um, for those of you who may follow the Informed Catholic on Google Podcast, uh, it appears that they didn't, they posted the latest ones I've done, but there's, I think, episode... 37 and 38, for some reason, have not been posted on Google Podcast. I don't know why. Um, I guess we'll give them to the end of the week to see. And maybe I'll do a, um, I'll have to do a re recast of those again. Um, those are the two I actually put music on uh, the beginning. Uh, I tried to add a little something to it, but unfortunately I... For some reason, I don't know why they haven't uh, broadcasted them. So uh, if you want to listen to 30, uh, episode 37 and 38 of 2021, it's the Sunday reading and I think Saturday reading. So uh, you'll have to go to Anchor uh, to listen to them. Um, what I'll do is if I don't see, if I see it doesn't appear on um Google Podcasts, what I'll do is I'll do it again. This time I'll, um, what do you call it? Uh, not put the, the music on there. I'll keep it simple. Uh, anyway, but just to let you guys know, for those of you who listen to the Informed Catholic on, uh, on those channels. So let's begin with the reading for Wednesday. All right. The readings uh, for um, this week, for the um, fourth week of Ordinary, ordinary Time, is going to be Wednesday, Hebrews chapter 12. 
verse 4 to 7, 11 to 15. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. You have also forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure trials as discipline. God treats you as his sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by, by it. So, strength, so strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one be deprived of the grace of God, that no bitter root springs up and cause trouble, through which many may become defiled. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We'll read it one more time. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 4 to 7, 11 to 15, the Lord disciplines those he loves. A reading from the letter of the Hebrews. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. You have also forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as his sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline at the time? All discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for that holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one is deprived, no one be deprived of the grace of God, that no bitter root spring up and cause trouble through which many may become defiled. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. I'll read it one more time. Letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 4 to 7, 11 to 15. The Lord disciplines those he loves. In your, excuse me, sorry, sorry about that. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood.
you have also forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, he scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as his sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? At the time, all dis discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for that holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one be deprived of the graces of God, that no bitter root springs up and causes trouble, through which many may become defiled. Gospel of the Lord, I'm sorry, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. All right. So, um, what, what, what is the Holy Spirit saying to us here? In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. <clears throat> um, well, we live in a very sinful time, but like I said in one previous episode, we live in a very comfortable time, unfortunately. Um, what I mean by unfortunately, not in a, what I mean in a spiritual way, it weakens us. Christians in the past, especially the early century, they didn't have all the distractions we have, all the um, the temptations that we we live in. It's more. Uh, there's more temptation. There's more opportunity to sin. And there, it actually makes it more difficult for. Um, Graces. I mean, we should be striving for more grace, but in many cases, um, we live in a time where it's more complicated, um, because especially since many things that are that are sinful are being passed as normal, healthy, and misunderstood. There is um, confusion. We call now evil good, and good we respond to as evil. That's the problem in the times that we live in. We're comfortable. We're lazy. We are um, we are spiritually uh, malnourished. Um, we're spiritually fat, lazy people. We don't, <clears throat> you know. We don't pray as much as we we do. We don't fast. My goodness, um, people in the past, uh, fasting was used as a way to weaponize to to it, it's supposed to make us holy to want to pray more. These days, we just give up ice cream. We give up a candy bar. Uh, we may some people might say they want to give up the movies. It's like very, very 
soft, lazy, shallow spirituality. We don't have, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not like the early Christians. We don't have, um, they used to like, like St. Anthony, St. Anthony of Egypt. He got rid of all his property. He lived in the Roman Greek Egypt. He sold all his land, all his property. He left something for his sister. And then he went off into the wilderness he went off to the wilderness so he could, he was the one who began the monastic movement. And he went off, he went off to pray, he went off to be alone. And in his seclusion and loneliness, yes, he endured different forms of temptation. He read the gospels, he prayed, he read, you know, he had scripture with him. He fasted and he disciplined himself he became a spiritual master that many people went out to get his advice. And many people looked to him as a holy man and a wise man. You know, we don't, you know, someone like St. Francis of Assisi took a radical, radical movement to abandon his inheritance and only within, you know, within within the town of his of his own town, Assisi, he gave it all all up. His own family, according to some accounts, tried to bring him back forcibly. But he, you know, he he basically resisted. He wanted to. He decided to to, to take a radical turn in his life and to become holy. To to go ahead and, and strive for for holiness to fight against all his 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 weaknesses materialism for him was his weakness materialism the comforts of his life he lived uh, at the beginning sort of like you could say the start of the the renaissance period maybe or just at the, just at the tip of it maybe but you know you you know you you see his story and of course i think he's been abused especially by the environmentalists, they hijacked him and made him into something he's not. He was very orthodox. There's, unfortunately, we live at a very different time. And unfortunately, a lot of the our modern sensibilities, I think, hinder um, our spiritual journey. Uh, modern, spirit, uh, modern sensibilities, modern... Um, thinking modern tolerance for things that I think weaken and and stifle the faith um and I think it causes it it really prevents a lot of people from becoming saints but um I think the biggest thing that I think might happen is that God may demand he may demand that we become saints, that he may cause society to turn and change for the sake of salvation of souls. We may find ourselves in a situation where it's demanded of us to become saints. The Holy Spirit will be the one. Our Lord, who has all authority, heaven and earth have been handed over to him, may demand that may demand that we need that that there that the church needs to suffer that Christians may need to suffer not 
not to prevent us, uh, not because we did, um, because of sin, but most of all, because we need, for our own benefits, we need to be holy. Our tolerance for for evil has has I think uh, weakened our 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 spiritual mind, our mind, our our senses, and it may be a demand. There may be a demand by God. What is demanded by Christ, by the cross of Christ, as Saint Paul says, what the cross of Christ demands. We can be found. We, we, we could be weighed and found wanting in our in, in our faith that we are not as holy as we should be and and certain societies uh sexual perversities reproductive abuses uh like abortion contraception and stuff like that has nulled us we we don't see the evil we tolerate certain evils politically for political reasons. We have politicians and our bishops <clears throat> will not stand up, will not stand up for the faith. And this, I think, causes scandal. It, it, scan, it scandalizes the faith. And there are certain brothers and sisters that we have that want to tolerate this and they want the church to change its views. It's not right. It's not right. I mean, even my goodness, even on on uh, YouTube, there's this um, young Franciscan. Um, he's, I think he's sincere, but I think he's he's become the poster child of the uh, the 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 pretty boy of 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 the church. I hate to say it. I think th uh, you know he had a problem with one of his YouTube channel because he did something the way he posted it about. Uh, subject matter was about abortion and he got he got neg uh, negativity supposedly people didn't listen to him I think he was he's definitely sincere but I think his <clears throat> method and the way he decided to communicate it he doesn't realize that um, you got to take an account that your audience may not entirely um, yeah they jump the gun they misinterpret things they don't listen to something all the way Understandable. So you know, I mean, it happens, and I think, and I think he's been he's been on the social network a lot longer, definitely a lot longer than me. I'm doing this podcast only for a short time, but I don't think I would agree with some of his methods. I don't think I would agree with um, certain views. I mean, I, I think you know, my views are a little bit more. I believe that we need to be holy. I think we are not holy enough. I think our society is. Yeah, uh, our society and our modern sensibilities and our tolerances for certain evils is really wanting. I think it's seriously, you know, we have, we have some serious trouble. I think we need, we need um, less of a, um, I think we need more a true, serious, holy Catholicism. I think, Less of the politically correct social justice Catholicism, I think, is a hindrance to the Christian faith. I think we we need to approach things um, not to appease society, not to appease appease modern society. I think we that causes sin for us, a serious sinful problem, because 
our politicians and our bishops. Um, we, we have politicians, Catholic politicians that scandalize the faith. We have bishops who behave like CEO and not as shepherds. But then again, in church history, there's always been problems like that. We've had this problem many times. Let's face it. We've had it since Constantine. They don't want to rock the boat. And because of that, because of that, they take a risk. It's scandalized, you know, it, it scandalizes the faith. I think we need to call things as they are because if we don't do it, the Holy Spirit will force us to do it. Christ said, I come not to bring peace, but the sword. And, I, and that's true. And we have discipline. The Holy Spirit will discipline us. And we may be disciplined to the point of shedding blood. We are, I mean, that's, that's something. If the, if the bishops are not going to do it, if the bishops, the pastors of the church are not going to do it, if the priests are not going to speak up, if they're going to constantly play um, the appeasement, just a slap in the hand, you, we're going to see it divide us because it's going to divide us one way or another. One way or another, we're going to be forced to step up to the plate and answer. The sin of abortion is going to make, is going to, we have to answer for it. We're going to have to answer for it. The sin of sexual perver perversion and tolerance for sexual perversion, we're going to answer for it. If we do not address it as it, as it should be addressed, God will demand atonement for it. Penance, penance, penance. We're going to have to answer for it. All right. Remember Bernadette. She said that at Lourdes when they heard her say penance, penance, penance. Sinners are not, you know, Christians are not doing penance for sin. At Fatima, the same thing. Penance, penance, penance. Truth is, we're not into doing that. Repent, repent, repent. Make atonement for sin. We have to do it. And if we don't do it, we're going to be forced to. God will, God will force us to step up to the plate, whether we like it or not. And we have to do it. You know, you know, he, he says here, all discipline seems a cause not for joy but for pain, yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it, for, to those who are trained by it. So strengthening your drooping hands, that's a reference because they prayed in the tradition of Israel where they had their hands up, palms up. This is something that many Christians have adopted through the centuries. And weak knees make straight the path for your feet. That what is lame may not be dislocated. In other words, I guess referring to some of us who may drag our feet or are too scared, but we have to strengthen ourselves and we have to step to the plate. Strive for peace for everyone. Well, that's true. Unfortunately, even with those particular Christians we disagree with. I don't believe um, 
in responding back violently. I mean, we can disagree with our brothers and sisters that embrace issues that are very, uh, that are seriously, seriously um, troublesome and questionable. We are, you know, you know, we're going to have to face up to it. We're going to have to face the fact that yes, we're going to have a disagreement. There are Catholics that are want to be tolerant for certain sinful behavior. They just, they may, that the like I said, they they look at the faith as a, um, what's the word, <laughs> as evolving, as evolving. And they look at it from they look at it from a very secular humanist approach. They don't look at it from a supernatural viewpoint, supernatural lens. They don't see that, and sadly, that's the cause for scandal. Yeah, I hate to say, it, but it's true. All right, um, going to leave it here. We're going to go down now for the um, the psalm. We'll start the psalm, and then we'll move on to the gospel. All right, let's go to Psalm 103. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my and all my being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. But the kindness of the Lord is from eternity to eternity toward those who fear him. And his justice towards, the, towards, child, uh, towards children's children among those who keep his covenant. The Lord's kindness is everlasting to those who fear him. Psalm 103. Okay, so um, remember what I said uh, once about uh, fear, when it talks about fear the Lord. It's not like being terrified, like you're terrified of a, of a bully. It's really, you should be afraid of breaking his covenant or breaking his laws. That's, that's important to fear his wrath and his judgment. But when it talks about fear, is fear anything alien, anything that could do, uh, get in the way of your relationship with God. Uh, like when he says about, I am a jealous God, meaning that he, that he, he, he's disgusted by the idea that one could give credit to another God for what he has created. Uh, people who worship a God who, who they think controls the wind or a God who controls the earth or a God who, who they worship they think is the God of the harvest or the God of water or the God of trees. Since all things are his, what God is there? And so therefore he gets jealous when we, we deprive credit to him what is his creation. It's an insult to think that, you know, you're worshiping, you're, you're worshiping, the God who you think created uh, trees and fruit when it all comes from the one true God. So you're, you're worshiping the attribute and you're making it into a deity and violating him. 
So with us, anything we we put we put in our play uh, in his place, such as um um like God, and you know, we make it into a god of beauty, you know, like today's modern world, movies, sex, idols, singers, uh, actors, uh, porn stars, porn magazines, alcohol, drugs. All these things, they come from the Lord and they belong to God. You know, God himself created, created um, sex to reproduce and keep, keep the, race, the, the race continuing for humans as well as animals. God created the wind. God created beauty. God, cre- you know, God gave us the skills to make music. And yet we, we deprive him when we worship idols sports stars things like that or money when all wealth and all wealth and 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 power everything comes from him and yet we decide to worship the object instead of the creator and that's that's where the sin is that's why he gets we should be afraid of anything that gets in our relationship with him gambling you know um your job your uh, money, oil, like, you know, investments, all these things, we should not let them get in our way, get in, get in, get in the way of our relationship with God. It's wrong. Okay. Uh, I don't want to spend too, too much time because uh, I want to go into the gospel reading. Uh, let's see what's gone here. Let's see. Hold on. All right. The gospel. The Alleluia Antiphon is from John chapter 10, verse 27. Alleluia, Alleluia. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them and they follow me. Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them and they follow me. Alleluia, Alleluia. Gospel according, uh, the Gospel of Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. Chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. A prophet is not without honor except in his, in his native place. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his his native place, and among his own kin, and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and many who heard him were astonished. They said, where did this man get all all of this? 
what kind of wisdom has been given him, what mighty deeds are wrought by his hands. Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and and the brother and the brother of James, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deeds there, apart from the from curing a few sick people by laying on his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So Jesus comes back home to his own native place, which obviously would be Nazareth, and accompanied by his disciples. And when the Sabbath came, he went into the synagogue and he began to teach. And obviously, I'm sure it's with the same meaning of authority. He taught with a great authority in the synagogue. Many who heard him were astonished. They said, where did this man get all this wisdom, all this all this uh, knowledge? And they wondered about him. And they must have taken him just ordinary for some reason throughout the years before he started teaching. But I have a funny feeling he must have been teaching before, but they just didn't, never really took it seriously. And, um, well, you know, they go on, it goes on to say, what mighty deeds are brought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary? The son of Mary. They make acknowledgement to his mother. They mention his brethren, uh, James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. Are not these his sister, are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Now, what's interesting is that you see how they, they, okay, first of all, he doesn't have brothers and sisters. In the Hebrew as well as uh, the Arabic uh, and some other Semitic languages, there's extended family relations, but your cousins are considered equally kind of like your brothers and sisters. You know, people lived very close proximity with each other. They didn't, you know, families, remember, they didn't often like separate. But you see, because if he had brothers and sisters, they would be mentioned him at the foot of the cross and they would take care of his mother. He wouldn't have to provide uh, for his mother by giving her John. But you see, the town, uh, for some reason, they just didn't, they, they reacted very negatively to his knowledge, his teaching. We know from Luke's gospel, they want to throw him off a cliff. That's how much they despised uh, They despised what he was saying. But the town had no faith. And, and so he did not perform any great miracles, except for a few small ones. But they, they were indifferent. They were, you know, they were indifferent. And that often happens. And he says, like, you know, there's no honor, you know, in, in his own native place. And that's... That's true. But like I said, for, for some reason, they just took offense. And that that's something a lot of people will do when we profess our faith. Family members take offense. I have family members that even called me a turncoat one time because I decided to go and become a Christian. You know, uh, and a lot of people will do that. They will, you know, they will get very offended. 
And that's something we're going to have to endure. We're going to have to risk. Sometimes, you know, that's the risk you're going to have to take. All right, I'm going to end it here. Uh, like I said, you know, we have to all endure. And so uh, let's say the Our Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.